Previously on Quest Friends. The note says that currently Jagged Dream members from across the Steadfast are implanting Easy Life brands on hundreds of thousands of bodies, using parties, secret meetings, whatever they can to get this brand on whomever they can. And in one week, one week exactly, a message will be broadcast throughout the data sphere, activating the brands and funneling the energy, the life from the wearers into the Breitnir battery, which will convert that energy into something Argent can use. Hundreds of thousands of people will die, and the Jagged Dream will have the power to pull whatever horror they want from whatever part of time. plume at its height is electrifying. It courses through every student in the room, from the bright joy of those dancing on the center floor, to the quiet fear of those building the courage to ask their crushes to dance, to the steady anticipation of four adventurers, all of whom are ready to pounce on the prey they've been waiting almost four days to find. In one song, you'll know for sure who Ezra is. Will you be ready to act? But that's not for another hour or so. That's like partway through the dance. We got to flash back a bit to right before when the dance happens, because that's where we left off last episode. So we are now finally at the prom de plume episode. You're gonna dance with some hotties. You're gonna hang out with your friends and you're gonna find out the person who's been undercover to systematically murder everyone on the ship and then everyone in the steadfast and potentially the whole world. Typical dance. So uh, before we get started, I actually want to re-go through all of the outstanding suspects for who Ezra is. And then also, I think it'd be fun to get an idea of where all of you are at, who you think Ezra is, and then who your characters think Ezra is. And if you are listening at home, write it down. Write down who you think Ezra is. And we'll find out in however long this episode is uh, whether or not you're right. Live tweet us at <laughs> quest underscore friends to see if your predictions were right. Hashtag who is Ezra and at quest friends. And we can we can all see who you think it is. I was going to say that if many people that listen to this are like me and listen to podcasts as they are walking and or on public transport, feel free to write it on your hand if you don't have a piece of paper nearby for you to write things down. I guess you can do it on your phone, but what a millennial <laughs> thing to do. That's why you have your hands. You imagine being on a train and then seeing the person next to you write like anines on their hands. <laughs> Speaking of anines, I'm going to go through the suspects and I will go through them in the order that they're written on the suspect list. So we have Captain Jebediah Ishmael, the walrus captain of this vessel. You have the Aeneans, which there are many, many Aeneans. So is it just one of the Aeneans? Is it all of the Aeneans? It's not the Aeneans. Is it none of the Aeneans? It's none of them. Who knows? It's a high mind. It's the last option. We have Inspector Cecilos and LaAdrian, both of whom have been knocked off the suspect list. I have said that we have enough evidence to conclude that they are not, in fact, Ezra. We have Zoe's best friend, Megan. We have Sir Cantrum, 
Esquire. I'm going to miss doing this voice. <laughs> we have Professor Gary Goldstone, whose voice I will not miss doing. And then our final suspect, the person whose voice I will least miss doing, Virgil! So we have Captain Jebediah Ishmael, the Anines, Megan, Sir Kentrum, Professor Gary Goldstone, and Virgil. Those are all outstanding suspects. Write down who you think it is. And as for the players, who you all think Ezra is? So so obviously I, I think that Ezra is Megan and have been saying that for a long time now. I think you said it like after probably the first day in game. I think so. Shock doesn't really have enough evidence to form a strong opinion. His knees are not sore from jumping to conclusions. <laughs> but if Shock was leaning towards anything, it would probably be Sir Kentrum after the really sketchy incidents the day before. Okay, Emily, who who who's who's Ellie suspecting? Ellie probably would suspect Sir Kentrum to some extent. She's probably still suspecting Megan. But she really, really wants it to be Virgil. <laughs> you fucking hate each other. We got a feud. All right, Hallie, what is what is Hopper? What is our, our primary investigator thinking? Hop's not convinced Ezra is physically on the ship, actually. Hop thinks that Ezra is the patron for the prodigious. The prodigious is the actual pronunciation. I guess I'll use that one. <laughs> he thinks that Ezra is the data sphere patron for the prodigious, but there's some connection he's missing to a physical location on the ship. Gotta destroy Ezra's blood seal. <laughs> so, something like that. Or like a magic circle that's written in chalk. It's like summoning. <laughs> he thinks Ezra is somehow physically on the ship, but he's not convinced that he is a person. Uh, I, as Hallie, have a heist board on which all evidence points to Sir Kentrum. I have been saying it's Kentrum from the very beginning. Not on the podcast, just to these knuckleheads <laughs> when they asked. <laughs> and then finally, Ari. Yeah. So Hallie's, I thought, was one of the most intriguing theories, but I also really am intrigued by your theory as well. So what are your and Misha's theories? So I, as a person, I've thought mostly that it's Megan, kind of like Tom. I also think that Virgil, Virgil might be a sidekick of sorts, like a minion, but like an actual villain minion, not not the meme, but the what what it actually meant before. Photoshop's incoming. Uh, <laughs> uh, because just a minion as a globe. I feel like there's a reason why Virgil speaks like that. It's very Yagoish, and I feel like he has some Yagoish things to it, but he might turn and actually help in the end, kind of like Yago does. I feel like he's following that arc. And I said that once, and Kyle went really quiet, so I stand by that theory. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for reference, I yell Iago to get into Virgil's voice, because I realize it's a really bad Gilbert Gottfried impression. <laughs> But Misha obviously thinks that it is Sir Kentrum because uh, they are not sure how Kentrum knows all of the things that he does about Misha. And it was oddly convenient that after the incident happened, that thing happened to Misha back to back. So they think it has something to do with that. I'm going to cut this from the episode, but Tom, what the fuck is that I've globe you just sent us? Ever since you introduced Virgil, I'm like, oh, it's Spin from Really Wild Animals. <laughs> what is this thing? Uh, it's a car cartoon character from my childhood. I don't like that face. He looks like clip art. Have you ever, never watched National Geographic's Really Wild Animals? No. 
I watched Zabumafu. Zabumafu. That's some PBS stuff. This is this is National Geographic. Uh, this looks like Vergule's stoner cousin. <laughs> well, there's a better version of of Spin here. Let me get the version that's used for most of the episodes. I don't know why that design was ever used, but usually he looks like this. Oh my god! I don't know which one's oh. worse. <laughs> that like that's his very chipper cousin. Like the other one was on weed. This one's on some sort of like fucking crack or something. <laughs> hey kids, let's go learn about the environment. <laughs> Why are you so upset by this globe man from my childhood? They are very scary. I hate it. I think that globe is Ezra. It's fine. Like not Virgo. Oh my god, what is this? All right, I guess we're just sending. Oh god, Emily, why did Globey. you say that? It's Globy. <laughs> I love him. From 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 Pee Wee's Playhouse. Why did you shit? Oh no! Oh, oh, yeah, that's unsettling. Oh God, I hate all of these. <laughs> we need to stop. I'm so sorry that I've done this. Okay. So. Okay, so we're gonna start with Ellie and Misha. Ellie and Misha, you two are right outside of Prom de Plume. It's it's like the outside of a school dance, so there are a couple of, you know, fold-up tables with some students behind them, some human ones, mostly Aeneans. They're not taking tickets, but they are verifying people's way pals for five heart points, because you have to have five heart points to go with somebody. And they're also stamping Easy Life brands on folks. That's the way of recognizing that you're in the dance. And also, if you remember, the way they're gonna steal people's life force to power Argent. Oh, that's convenient. Fucking nope. You're waiting outside. You are outside with Zoe, Jesse, and Everett. And you're just waiting for Hop and Shock. Because even though you're going with Ray, Ellie, she's waiting for you inside there. Tom, you have your hand raised. Can Shock... Can shock appear doing that thing where you like like the date goes down the stairs and they do that shot of the date coming down the stairs? Can shock appear that way? You beat me to the punch, Tom, but let's get right to that scene. I'm sorry, okay? I didn't have enough faith in you. I apologize. I told Kyle that I needed that scene with shock coming down the stairs, and now you had that idea too. But let's play this out. So you're sitting there, you're waiting for your dates, and then suddenly you see shock in his new clothing, start to walk down the staircase. And because there's a really strong sense of, I don't want to say male gaze, but that kind of thing in these shots, I feel like I shouldn't be the one to describe Shock walking down the stairs, and I don't think Shock should either. What? Misha, what does Shock look like walking down the stairs? Oh my god, I didn't want it's to- It's the Misha gaze. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, that's not what I was planning to do. <laughs> I don't know. I just had a plan on how they react to how they, he looks, not to describe that. Well, now you get to do both. So I'm going to put in the romantic music here. Oh, God. Okay, there's so much pressure. Um, basically, I want to say that Misha was waiting for Shock, leaning on the cane and like with their top hat a bit like at an angle, like trying to look like really casual and really like, oh, yeah, you know, here I am being cool like they they looked up previously how people look good and so they are trying to imitate that <laughs> as they're standing um and and so when they see shock coming down they're just shocked because uh, <laughs> because to misha shock looks 
beautiful and like it's something that you're wearing like a star cape, right, Tom? And like a yeah, it's like it's like a robe of starry moon powder. Tom, he's just dressed up like Vespari. <laughs> he's like doing a Vespari cosplay. To Misha, that robe of stars in shock, it looks like they actually just sparkle and like they just make shock glow even more with that. And then they have like the ascot that just brings like a lot of features to to his face that Misha just finds really attractive. Uh, they will be leaning like really forward into the cane while looking at Shaw coming down to the point <laughs> that they are actually going to lean a bit too far into the front and lose their balance a bit and they're gonna like fall forward a bit and, and, and they're gonna be like, oh, Shock. You, you look very... And then at that point, they're going to like go forward, like lose their balance and like catch their hat. They're going to be like, oh, hat. Oh, my apologies. You look very hat. That is not, that is not a grammatically correct sentence. Although I, I suppose it is not an incorrect sentence either because I consider hats to be very beautiful. And well, I also consider you to be very uh, hat. <laughs> 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 That's it. So shock as Misha stumbles a bit, we'll like try to hurry forward a bit, like, oh, oh, reaching out as if to stabilize Misha, but then they're fine. And then shock just sort of like awkwardly like tries to pat down his robe a bit as if that was the hand motion that he was always doing. And it's like, oh, uh, thank you, Misha Jarvis. Uh, I, I also think you look very beautiful. This evening, their their eyes are going to shine a lot because they're just really excited. You look very much like like a noble ant. <laughs> oh, oh, Misha is just glowing at that at that compliment. Oh, thank you, Shock. You look like the prettiest of ants too. <laughs> and the, I I imagine Shock is just sort of going to like do one of those nervous smiles while also like like they like lock eyes for a few moments and just don't say anything else. I feel like both of them are doing that. <laughs> and then after that moment, you hear a set of wheels and a set of foot feet beats footsteps foot feet steps a set of foot you hear a set of <laughs> you hear a set of wheels and a set of feet step 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 walking down the hall. <laughs> And you see uh, a few folks. You see Sarah wearing a beautiful denim dress. How a denim dress is beautiful, no one knows, but she makes it work. <laughs> she also has, I think it's called a brooch. Uh, you know the thing where like some person has a flower on one arm and then the, the other person has like it pinned? Corsage is the corsage. arm, near is the pin. Yeah, so she is, she is wearing a corsage, so it appears she is in fact going uh, with a date. And next to her you see wearing this very like formal like sweater vest and a boutonniere hopper scotch but while their outfits are very nice and they seem very uh excited as they're talking and walking towards you that's not what immediately draws your attention hallie what draws their eye the first thing you'll notice about hopper scotch's new hat it's not his signature brown. It is black, because black is all the colors. Oh my god. Um, his hat band, however, is his signature brown. Like a really nice kind of reddish brown, like what he's been wearing. His former hat kind of had a floppier brim. If you are vaguely familiar with types of cowboy hat, as I now am, he had more of a gambler style before. 
Now he has what is called a ridge or a brick, depending on which picture from the internet you're looking at. <laughs> the ridge or the brick has more of a dramatic curve to it, like a dramatic curve to the side, and the brim lifts up to reveal your face a little bit more. You can still do the dramatic hat covering the eyes thing, but it's just got more of a subtly dramatic tilt to it. It's a very classy, elegant, understated drama sort of a hat. It's very hopperscotch. However, this hat did come from Misha Jarvis and Clippy the Microsoft Word Cipher. So you'll notice a little buckle on the left side of this hat that looks almost like a pilgrim buckle, but less gaudy and there. It's, it's pretty seamlessly blended into the, the brown hat band. And if you press the side of it, it goes and it flips up into a feather for a look that I like to call swashbuckler light trademark symbol. When the feather is up, it can be removed to be used as a functioning quill that does not need an inkwell. And when it's up or off, it reveals little compartments inside the hat band that are kind of reminiscent of a Microsoft Word home tab because they have office supplies in them, like paper clips and labels and tape. In conclusion, Hopperscotch's new hat is a cowboy hat, a swashbuckler hat, and a reporter's hat all in one look like a man who knows his way around stationary. <laughs> yeah, so he's just walking. The feather is up because he's been playing with it. He kind of likes it. It's a, it's a small feather. It is not a Misha Jarvis feather. It's just there to evoke the spirit of the person who gave it to him. Oh, so good. So Misha is going to turn around long enough for them to see Hop coming down with that hat. And it's basically, it's going to be like those cartoon moments where like the people have stars in them rather than like the eyes. It's just like, oh, Simon Scotch, you're, you're wearing it. It's, it's so beautiful. I know I made this hat thinking of how it would look on you, but I haven't seen it on you yet. And it's even better than I would have imagined. I... I, I love it. Hopper, his face gets red a little bit. Not like he's blushing like when he was back in Rulettia. It's not in his ears. It's just like a people are giving me attention type of a thing. And he goes, thanks, Misha. I, um, I'm sorry I didn't wear it earlier. I just, um, and he's kind of like fidgeting with it a little bit now. I just wanted to wait. Oh, do not apologize. I totally understand. I was not expecting you to wear it right away. To be honest, I think this is the perfect time for you to wear it. Thanks, Misha. Misha, I... I can't remember if I ever thanked you, so, um, thank you. You're welcome, Simon Scotch. I'm very happy you have this now, um, Simon. <clears throat> I think Hop is fine. Ooh. And Shock will, Shock will, like, visibly light up a bit of that and be like, Okay, Hopper Scotch. Hopper, like, at being called Hopper Scotch again, he, he also lights up a little bit. He looks pretty happy. Ellie's smiling at this. She's really happy to see Hop feeling like himself again. But her eyes definitely aren't like proud watery. They're not. <laughs> why why is everyone else crying? <laughs> it's raining inside. It's raining inside my eyes. <laughs> um of course everyone else is really excited about the hat too. Jesse is just fawning over it. They're so excited. They're gonna put it in their biography. Oh, God. <laughs> On Everett, for the first time, you even get a little smile from him. What? Just a single nod of approval. What? And you just hear him mumble, Ugh, glad to see you picked a good color for once. Hop will smile and say, Thanks, Everett. It's all the colors. 
and then Sarah will <clears throat> kind of slap your arm with her hand and say, Ow. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, show them, show them the thing. Because here's the thing, Hop. Here's the thing. Your hat can normally store office supplies, but you're about to go into a battle. So it's stored with a little bit something extra. Sarah has put together four ciphers, one for each of you to use in the upcoming fight. And I need each of you to roll a d12 to see what cipher you get. Well, oh what yeah! Is this madness. I don't have one of those prepared. Oh yeah, my D12, my poor sweet boy. Oh fuck! Hang on, I didn't roll it. This is another die. It's been so long. What is this? That's uh, a ten. Yeah, I don't know where my D12 went. Is this a twelve? So I. That's our twelve. I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna roll a D6 twice and add those numbers because I don't know where my D12 is. But what if you would have rolled a one? <sighs> Oh, I found my D12. No, it's... Use a random number generator. Yeah, I'll use a random number generator. I rolled a one. Eight. Seven. A seven. So, Ari, you have a beam that separates a non-living object up to the size of a human into granular sand-sized duplicates. So, for example, shooting a door will cause it to crumble into a pile of really, really, really tiny doors. <laughs> Tom, you get a bass instrument that swirls with the energy of the sea. <laughs> I wrote these a long time ago, so I don't know what the fuck that means, but good luck figuring it out. Are you sure you didn't write this after reading Link's Awaken playing Link's Awakening? Do I need to crack out Marin's lullaby? Uh, Hallie, Hallie, you get a small bird that opens its mouth and sends a non-boss target to next morning. <laughs> so you can't use it on like one of the jagged dream leaders, but you could use it on somebody else. This is like a small time travel bird. I fucking love it. All right. And then finally, Emily, you can tell Sarah got this gift just for you and put a lot of thought into it. You get a sack of live bees. Oh my God. Bees. Be careful that they don't sting you. The bag isn't tied super tight. Ellie ties it a little bit tighter. Meanwhile, Misha, I just assuming, just eyes it like, almost like the, the schoolyard, like, hey, you want to trade some of your lunch for my lunch? Ba basically, they're just like, ooh, and then they're like confused as to why she tightens it more instead of opening it. See my bee, friends! Everyone starts screaming. <laughs> Misha's just like watching the bees like gather around them, start like trying to build wax. The only person who doesn't mind is Ness, who's just excited to see so many bugs. Bugs, bugs, bugs. <laughs> Can I give the bees to Ness? <gasps> Hallie, is Ness here? He is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am sorry. Okay, so you're all meet up. You all got your gift. You're ready to go. You're going to go in. You're going to find Ezra. You're going to stop the Jagged Dream. And you got to get the Easy Life brand before you go in. You just see an Anine look at you like, Anine? Anine. Well, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is Are the Anines administering the stamps? Yeah, it's random students, which typically means anines. So it's not all the anines, but it's some of the anines. Can I exploit my heart points thus far to smuggle us in without the brand? Um, how many heart points do you have with the anines? I think it's two, right? Probably. You have two heart points, which I will say is enough to get two of you in. Can I, can I make a bargain? Can I bargain for three people in exchange for one step extra difficulty on my own roll to get myself in? Yes, but you need to push the anines better. You need to show that you understand them because these are tough PE anines, so they're going to be like, anine. So how do you exploit your relationship with the anines to get in? 
trying to remember. Didn't I get those by giving a gift to Vianines, or was it just? No, wasn't it just through like I was I did well enough at NP that I got heart points? Uh -huh. Yeah, you were you were bonding over them. Yeah. You were bonding over regionals with them. Over regionals. 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 They were such a big fan of you that they gave you a gift because you rolled that well. That's though. right. Shock will Shock will meander up to the ticket booth and be like. Hello, old, old old pals from gym class. Uh, I was wondering, since I've spent so much time with the PE students, if you wouldn't mind putting a couple of my friends in without the stamp. It's okay. They'll make sure not to go in and out again, so there's no problems. They're just a little a little uncomfortable about getting, you know, the Easy Life brand. We've heard some weird stuff about Easy Life. The Neen's gonna look at its own brand, like, kind of concerned for a second, like, a Neen? It, it'll, it'll probably be okay, but they're just a little worried, and I wanted to make sure they could enjoy prom without the brand. A Neen. Fuck. Aneens, are you going to give in to that Kentra mindset? I know you. You're team players. And you hear just a bunch of, like, muffled Kentrums, Kentrum, Kentrum, start to go through all the Aneens. Look, Aneens, look. I know you all. You're team players. A team doesn't live by survival of the fittest. A team helps pick people back up when they're down, helps people get through moments when they're scared, so that everybody makes it to the end. Regionals? <laughs> Regionals. 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 And yeah, everyone except for you, including the NPCs, it's not even that they're let through. It's just that the Indians are so fired up. They don't even notice everyone go through. And that's part of the reason you can't is because they are really rallying around you. Okay. So everyone has made their way inside, but we got to figure out how to get shock inside without issue as well. Okay. All right. I've been training for this moment here because you see shock is specialized in sleight of hand. So I would like to take a blank card as they go to stamp Shock's hand will just slide a blank card out of his sleeve in between his hand and the stamp so that the card gets easy lifed instead and then just like can casually slip it away while no one is looking. You cards are notoriously similar to human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Vespari card, don't question it. Uh. Um, you do realize that if you fail this, you will get stamped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've. Well, let's be perfectly frank here. Shock doesn't have that many points to be drained away by Argent. Oh my god. Give me a speed roll. Okay, and so it will. It will be one step lower than normal because my two steps from specialization, but then my devil's deal. Correct. I would like. No. No, there's no point. There's no <laughs> point. I was like, I'll spend some effort, and then I thought, why bother? <laughs> why bother? Part of the cards. A ten? A ten? A ten? Shock now has a dozen glowing lines <laughs> on the back of his hand uh, as the no! easy life brand stamps in with a bit of a sting and comes out. Watch this, like, the Jagged Dream didn't have enough, but now that Jacques has his hand stamped, it's like just barely enough to power Argent. Okay. That's fine. All of that training. Years of academy training wasted. wasted. <laughs> Anyways, you have this brand and you're in the prom now.
impressed how a little creativity, a little sleight of hand, and a lot of buy-in can turn a functional yet drab gymnasium into an elegant ballroom. Poor choice of words, sleight of hand. <laughs> On the central dance floor, fucking soon. Students move with a confidence that begets grace, even for those lacking any. Other students sit on cheap metal folding chairs at the side of the room, gossiping with their friends over snacks obtained from the catering bar. This is a bar filled with food, punch, and many anxious dancers trying to avoid the dance floor, their crushes, or more frequently, both. Additionally, the pop-up stage used for the Prolegari competition has been transformed into a long banquet table for the Prolegarchs to sit at, with a curtain masking the stage where the student performers will begin providing live music in about an hour. And, since all dances need one, in the corner of the room, there's a photographer. Can we, can we, can we go get one? Can we get a picture? Uh, and Shock Lowell starts tugging on your, on your arm a little bit and like pointing excitedly to the photographer. Like, hey, can we, get, can we get a picture? Um, no. Shock doesn't look or anything. Just says no. But come on, man. That's not going to get a response from Shock. What the hell? I can't like, I can't. And you're just going to go off to the rest of the group while he's just rambling. I can't go there myself. Okay. Now, listen, I'm sure I won't appear in the photo anyway, but like, you know, it's it's the fun of doing it. Come on. Well, confirmed for a vampire. <laughs> the, the, the Jagged Dream isn't going to do your nonsense. Mr. Jarvis, why don't, why don't we head over to this refreshment table where I can consume punch? I've never actually tasted what human punch is like. Oh, certainly. I hope it doesn't taste as bad as a literal punch, because that sounds really painful. Indeed. Oh, great. So now now you're not doing one thing I can't do but wanted to do, and now you're going to do another thing I can't do but wanted to do. Yeah, real real cool, buddy. Real cool. L let's go. Qu quickly. Um, you all make your way over to the punch table, which is in fact where Ellie, Hop, and Ray are. As you make your way over, she turns over from Hop, who she was very excitedly talking to, and she says, Oh, you must be Shock and Misha, correct? Salutations, it is correct. Well, it is a pleasure to meet both of you, and she goes to shake uh, your hands. My name is Professor Ramya Naomi Gabriella Brackleberry, but you can call me Ray. A pleasure to meet you, Ray. So I was just talking about your companions about this Ezra situation you have. And she pulls out a massive fucking binder with like a million tabs in it. So I was talking with this Cubo, and he filled me in on all the information you had about this Jagged Dream scenario. Now, based on my estimates, I have uncovered two pieces of information I think will be extremely useful in stopping their plot. The first one is that it appears in order for this machine to be powered, as many people need to be branded as possible. We can't know how many have been branded already across the Steadfast, but we do know that the majority of students will be in this facility in about an hour when the student performances start. That would be my guess as to when they'll activate that device. But while it gives us a when, that doesn't give us a who. Now, from what I've learned, you've interacted with Vera and the Blue Fairy, and both of them seemed like real true believers in their cause. Yes? I mean, as far as we could tell. I'd say so. Correct. Well, I've investigated both of them, and it looks like both of them, in addition to already being here, have been granted that easy life brand. Ezra, however, does not seem to be a true believer in their cause. They seem to care more about themselves 
notes than about the actual conclusion of their plot. Therefore, I can only deduce that Ezra will be the only person on this ship not wearing, and she raises her hand, which has the dozen parallel lines on it. At least panicking about one of that, these. by the way. Don't worry, dear. This one is a fake. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should have thought of that. I love you. Damn it. Shock will look down at his hand. Is yours a fake too, Shock? Mm, what? Is is yours a fake too, Shock? Oh, no, I messed up. That's okay. Wouldn't be the first time that I've gotten something bad on my hand. Like <laughs> 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 you're fake. <laughs> It's a weird way to phrase it. It wasn't a great phrasing, but I couldn't think of, <laughs> like, I could have just said it wouldn't be the first time, but that would feel, like, too vague. I don't uh, I've made my choices. I can't undo who I am. <laughs> if worst comes to worst, Chuck, I can cut your arm off. No, 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 that is, it is not going to happen. There's not going to be any chopped anything. Well, it's not like I want to do it. It's just, it's, it's, it's an option. I, I would like to not consider that option. Chuck will keep looking at his hand and say, well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And if we work quickly enough, we won't have to. Let's just work quickly then. We know our goal. We know our time frame. So let's get out there and find Ezra. And of course, be sure to have fun while you're here. (laughs) These dances are once in a lifetime opportunities. It may be once in a lifetime for (laughs) sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's your plan. You've got one hour to enjoy prom and find the one suspect that isn't wearing the easy life brand. the announcement break for quest friends episode 52 crime and courtship part 17 i am kyle your gm and our intro and outro song are friends and Atoshio, both by miracle of sound i've actually got another music credit to do today because for the second time quest friends has an original vocal song we have an original song with vocals and this time we actually have two vocalists i don't want to go into too much of the details now as you see there's a lot of episode left but just know that the first vocalist is hazel stapp and the second vocalist is violet kawi and if you enjoy their performances i would encourage you to check out links to their twitters below their song is the final song credit for this episode so if you just scroll all the way to the bottom of the description you won't be able to miss them As for announcements today, last episode I had mentioned that in anticipation for our C2E2 live show, which we're still doing, we're actually going to have a test stream that I said I was going to schedule, and I have scheduled that. So I would love if you could join us from 8 to 9 p.m. Central Time on Friday, February 21st at twitch.com. TV slash quest friends where we're going to be doing a trial run of this very audience participatory show. So there's going to be a lot of interaction between us and the chat. 
And if you can't make that time, I'd still, uh, you know, check out the stream. Because once we're done doing that test stream, we're going to unwind by just playing some video games and hanging out with each other and having a good time. It's always fun to have people more around when you're having a good time. So, yeah. That's all I've got for announcements today. As you can see, today's episode is, I think, our longest one so far. Our next episode, which is coming out in two weeks, is going to be a pretty, pretty short one. It's meant to fill in a few blanks of the story that you might not have noticed yet before we actually get our way to the proper finale two weeks after that. So I hope you really enjoy this episode and don't forget to hashtag out who is Ezra at quest underscore friends. I'm going to be on a plane a lot today, but I will be checking Twitter and we will see you for our next episode on Monday, February 24th. I'll see you then. I have a question due to my um, judgment ability. I have one called find the guilty. Oh if you God. have designated someone as guilty, you are trained in tracking him, spotting him when he is hidden or otherwise finding him. Can I just be like Ezra's guilty of being Ezra? <laughs> We've, and- we have discussed this before, Hallie, and you can't put a tar. It's, it's death note rules. You can't put a target on someone who you don't know who they are. Okay, but now I have information. I didn't have information before. Now I have I am looking for someone without stripes. I will say it will aid you in like roles and stuff, but it's not good enough for you to be like... I don't want to just find them outright. I I just wanted it to help me. It'll it'll help you. Like, for example, if you're searching through the Aeneans, you'll get through it faster than other folks, for example. Because again, every single Aeneen is a suspect. This is how it's going to take up to an hour. That's fine. Have a door Aeneen. The door Aeneen had a brand. We've already marked off one what, like one eight hundredth of a suspect. (laughs) We at least know it's not all the Aeneans. We know that for sure. All or none, Kyle. No one believes it's the Aeneans. Um, 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 Hopper? Yes, Ellie. Um, so I noticed that you came in with someone. That's, that's real nice. Yeah, Sarah, she's great. Um, um, <laughs> Ray, is st- <laughs> Ray is still there, right? Like, Ray is in the vicinity. Um, sure, why not? Yeah. And she's just... She doesn't have to be. You know, like, when Hopper is usually the one with, like, a, a pale sweat in fear? Just like, oh, yeah, you're with Sarah? Sarah, she's great. And Ray's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Ray's just very deliberately keeping quiet. Right. And now he's met Ray, so he knows <laughs> that Ray is Sarah's mom. And they were probably, he was probably like, I helped Sarah with the stationery that she gave you for your birthday. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, Hop helped Sarah give Ray stationery for her birthday since we never resolved that plot arc because I cut it out. Oh, yeah. That is something that happened. That is something that happened. Um, so that was probably a conversation topic. So Hop's gonna, he's gonna think about this one for a second. <laughs> Ellie has worked really 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 hard on a braid in her hair but she's now like picking it apart <laughs> little by little oh no don't do that your hair looks really nice your whole outfit looks really nice do you do you like it yeah you did a great job with my outfit i like your matching flowers with your with your dates 
<laughs> uh, yeah, we're, well, we're here together. She's going to help me investigate. You know, we've been doing that on the ship this whole time. So she's, she's, it, so just to check, like, are, are, um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hop's gonna, um, well, we just thought it would be fun to come together. But, you know, I. That's how it starts out. <laughs> That's how it starts out. You think it's gonna be fun together, and then the next thing you know, you're 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 bumping uglies. Does Hopper know? Does Hopper know that Ellie is here on a date with Ray? Uh, Hopper knew that she wanted to ask someone. I knew you had it. You know what? I knew you had a date. That's enough info for Hop to put these pieces together. So Hop's gonna. Well, um, um. Hang on. I have to think through Hop's thought process here. <laughs> it's a real weird one. He was kind of like drinking some punch. He does like a little bit of a spit take at that. Well, I'm just, um, we're just here together. Like, um, um, you, you're, you're here together, right? <laughs> what? He's gesturing at Ellie and Ray. Well, um. You know, I'm just, I just, Sarah seems to know you is all, but she got kind of mad at me yesterday. Not kind of, really mad at me yesterday. Um. When I. Also, it was this morning. Mentioned you. She got really mad at me this morning. Huh? And it was like, wow, Ellie knows this person that I've been hanging out with the entire time on this ship. Hanging out with the entire time on the <laughs> ship? <laughs> yeah, we met. <laughs> The first night, I helped her fix the engine, kind of. Oh. I held her. I held her things. You held her things. Oh my god! I held. I held. She calls them all things. I don't know. I held all her things, and she you fixed held the thing. All her and then what? Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, did she offer? Why were you holding things? Because she told me to. <laughs> Hopper is very uncomfortable and very flustered at this moment. And he is just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Because he doesn't want to straight up ask it. But then he's trying to think about Sarah has referred to Zoe as her sister, right? Uh, Zoe has referred to Sarah as her sister. Her, her kind of sister. It's the kind of thing where Sarah would let Zoe get away with it, but wouldn't be feel comfortable saying it in her own right. Because... You know. Mm -hmm. So he's going to think about that and just flustered look because he's like, Ray and Ellie are here together. And that's great. Happy for Ellie. But Ray <laughs> is Sarah's mom. So I don't know how this all. Why was she mad about it? Oh, <laughs> and then he's going to look at Ellie, lean down a little bit and whisper like, Ellie, how many kids do you have? <laughs> All right, so we're going to cut away from them. We're going to cut to Shock and or Misha. What what have you been up to? I feel like Shock and Misha have mostly been wandering around people watching to start because they don't really know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So they're just like observing everyone to try to see. I feel like at some point, Shock will just sort of be like, oh, um, Misha Jarvis, I was thinking maybe we could try holding holding hands while we while we walk around. That sounds great. I was actually going to suggest it because I see a lot of people doing that and it has felt nice other times we've done it and I, I think it probably will feel nice too here. Shock will awkwardly reach out and, and hold Misha's hand. Misha will do so. And Lowell will just oh, uh, take his hand and put it on top of your two. And Shock will just slowly turn, unblinking. <laughs> <laughs> at Lowell's face. He'll just give you a shit-eating grin. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He's messing with you like friends do. Also, he's a little pissed. <laughs> so his jokes are a little meaner. Misha will turn around to that direction and say, What What have you spotted, Shock? Did you spot someone without the easy life? Was it something? No, not yet. It's, um... 
Uh, just, uh, uh, oh, it's just that Lowell's started appearing again. And that's when you hear through the mental link, because he remembers he can communicate through that. Hello again. What are you doing here? What? How long has he been here, Shock? Uh, I think this morning. This morning? What? What? What is he saying to you right now? What? I was confused. I thought he had left. I was hoping he had left for good. Well, that stings. Ordinary things so far. I haven't really been talking to him. Misha will try to mentally connect and be like, please leave. <laughs> wow, okay, rude. Uh, th- at least this is better than the silent treatment Shock is giving. See, this is communication, Shock buddy. I, I think for now we should just try to try to enjoy the evening and also also stop the jagged dream. Yes. You know a great way to enjoy your evening and remember it forever? Taking a picture with the photographer. Shock scrunches up his face and looks away. All right, uh, let's keep with you two for a little bit because I want to start marking off uh, suspects or doing prom stuff. So you scrunch up your face. Uh, Are you going anywhere in particular looking for anybody? Are you going to dance or should I just plop someone in your way? Do we see Sir Kentrum around? Feels like a suitable target for us to to verify. Yeah, like Misha suspects him, but Misha also doesn't want to look for him because they are still not... Yeah. Yeah. You see Sir Kentrum, see him in the corner. He's talking with one of the Aeneans, pulls out a bucket and hands it to the Aeneen, and then walks away. Fuck, is this a Homestuck thing, Kyle? <laughs> Did you read Homestuck in between these few sessions? Is this Carrie? Is that what the movie is? Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would, make, that would be a reference that makes more sense. Wow, how did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he starts walking away into the crowd, and he just looks at uh, both of you. Hey, dudes, enjoy the dance while you can. And he um he has big plastic gloves that you use when handling like waste. Gotta be fucking kidding me. And he just tugs on them and he walks into the crowd. No wait, I had damn it, he's gone already. Misha is just silent at Sir Kentrum there. He's like, we should try and enjoy this. And mm. I highly suspect that Sir Kentrum is Ezra, but my apologies, Shock. I just don't know if I can have a conversation with him. No, it's it's okay. We should probably let the others know, though, that he's wearing gloves and we need to get them off. Oh, we should. And as you make your way over, you're suddenly kind of dog-piled on as you just feel a big flipper on your arm. Shock and Misha Jarvis, it is a pleasure to see you at the dance. Are you enjoying your time at the festivities? Uh, oh, y- y- yes, sir. Yes, we are certainly enjoying this. We are not entirely sure yet what dates are supposed to do in a prom, but I am enjoying it so far. Are you enjoying it as well? I am enjoying it, and I will say, and he gets very thoughtful, and he starts stroking his tusks. I will say, I have not actually enjoyed a dance since going with my wife many years ago. But it was an enjoyable time. The facility didn't survive it. (laughs) When he stroked his face, were we able to see if he had the thing? Perfect thinking, Misha. It's a bit faint because walrus skin is very different from like human skin. So it doesn't quite look the same, but wow, it did look like there were 12 parallel lines on that flipper. Mm-hmm. Unsurprising. Yeah, unsurprising, but But we, you know. we confirmed. But yeah, we, we note that. And meanwhile, Shock just has a moment of, what? What? Sir, I'm not sure that I wish to know 
what happened to your facility? <laughs> but that's what happens when you spend time with family. <laughs> and he he walks off. He went to was it a prom? Or was it, it's Sha- Shock is going to <laughs> Shock is just going to just step aside for a moment. Like I've uh, too too much to do. We got, we got focus. We got focus. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hop, you have returned back to Sarah. Yes. Sarah, Hop mentions nothing of what just transpired over at the punch table and just hands her the punches. Hey, do you want some? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, not as good as olive juice, but not everything can be. Why don't you make some? You can get a smoothie blender. I like the way you're thinking. And she pulls out the jar of olives and dumps the excess juice in there (laughs) and then just uh, grabs a screwdriver and starts stirring it with the screwdriver and takes a drink and is like, ah, that was actually really gross. (laughs) (laughs) The recipe needs some work. It takes some work. You know, that's that's engineering. So who's our first suspect? Well, your mom says that it's going to be the person without the Easy Life brand on their arm, accepting our current company. So I thought, and he takes out the shot glasses, which is a shot glass and a pair of glasses, and the Technicolor Noise earbuds. I thought if we plant the shot glass somewhere, it gives us a 365 vision, which is technically five degrees more than a circle is, so these are really good shot glasses. (laughs) The other person can wear the glasses and see that area. It can be moved, but I don't think that's too much of a risk because we have so much ground to cover. And then these earbuds translate surrounding white noise into usable information, so I thought that might be good to get usable information. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's go set it up. I'll talk to you later, Zoe. And she uh, looks over to Zoe, who's just like looking up and is like, oh, Okay. Oh, was Zoe there? Yeah, Zoe. Was Megan there? Zoe, was Megan there? Zoe is there uh, next to where Sarah was. She's watching Jesse and Everett just doing a real bad dance on the floor together. And she's just sitting there, like, kicking her feet and, like, swinging back and forth and dancing to a tune that's definitely not the same tune that's playing. <laughs> and Hop, can you roll me uh, just a perception? Okay, but can I remember I have Find the Guilty activated so I get something. Uh, yeah, that's not going to help you with this one. It's a nine. Okay, so it's a bit weird. Zoe said she was going to come with all of you, and yet she isn't dancing with Jesse and Everett. In fact, she seems a little, a little anxious. Hey, Zoe, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm, she kind of gets knocked out of her super, no, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm great. Are you sure? Do you want some punch or anything or a snack? No, punch would, and she starts, uh, like kind of grabbing her throat a little bit. Punch would make it worse. Make what worse? I'm not supposed to tell you. And she runs away. <laughs> I'm going to look at Megan. Was Megan next to her? Megan is not next to her. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I. Mm, OK, couple things. I want to find Ellie again. This is literally just he's going to like pop in sideways off screen. And be like, Ellie's always upset about something and then pop back out because he still feels really weird about what happened at the punch table. The only other thing I wanted to specify doing is Sarah already left. But when I meet up with her again, which presumably we will. Sarah's still with you. Well, if I'm still with Sarah, then I'm going to ask. Because Ezra is so tied to the data sphere, I'm not convinced they're a person. I mean, they seem to be. I don't necessarily have any evidence that suggests otherwise, but I just think that a person person also isn't what we're looking for. So if you see any technological things that look suspicious that wouldn't have an Easy Life brand, uh, just keep an eye out for that. Okay. And where are you going to set up this shot glass? Oh, 
So I was wondering also if I could use analytical combat because I can use that outside of combat in universe rule that he spends a while like analyzing locations of dance floor and analyzing if there's any people specifically with sleeves pulled up over their hands or with outfits or gloves that would be covering that specific area. Okay. So wherever the concentration of that is highest is where he wants to plant the shot glass. And then he and Sarah are going to do the one earbud thing where they share the earbuds, the Technicolor noise earbuds. Yes. Yeah. So you think you see a spot and you go there. You don't see a whole lot of gloves on like the Anines. At this point, maybe 75, 80% of the Anines have been cleared. (laughs) And you go to place it down. And you do notice one gloved hand that also notices you. Yabiscotch! Up to your no good shenanigans again! Oh, I forgot about him. Uh, hello? What kind of treacherous nonsense are you up to today? I am picking up this shot glass that someone carelessly left on a table, and she just picks it back up as if he wasn't just putting it back down. Oh, just messing around with other people's property now. How like you. Well, if you have any thumbtacks you're messing with as well. That's an idea, though. He's done it in the past. He already it was has pins, tetanus. But... Hopper um, presses the button on his hat and reaches into his office supply compartment and pulls out a small handful of thumbtacks and says, yeah, did you need some? <laughs> oh. What a power play. Get those things away from me. I'm still surviving your last assault, which... You're still surviving. If we remember, the last assault was the time Sarah just threw hot nails... <laughs> And he threw them behind him and Goldstone stepped on them. And as Goldstone puts up his hands, you can see that one of his hands is wrapped around like a bandage. He said he stepped on them. Yeah, stepped on them. And then I kept stabbing myself trying to get them out. <laughs> the Zev were no help for that. We're busy fixing your mess over in the cafeteria. Nobody ever has time for Goldstone. <laughs> Hopper does that like pursed lips thing when you want to say more mean things, but he doesn't. He puts the thumbtacks back in his little compartment, pulls out a band-aid and antiseptic, which I just decided he also has in his hat, and says, look, I'm sorry if you were actually hurt. I was just really trying to get somewhere and find something out. But um, I have this if you need any more. He grabs it from you and he starts undoing his bandage so he can put it on. And he says, what even is your problem, Hopper Scotch? Why do you have to come back after all this time? Well... I didn't plan to, if that's any comfort. Um, I was pretty high-strung in college, and I am sorry if I ever legitimately hurt you or hurt your feelings. I was just trying to get the most out of the experience that I could, and if I see something wrong, I try to fix it. But it's possible I wasn't as respectful as I needed to be, and I'm sorry. And as he takes it off and he rubs his hand, you get the nicest thing you've ever gotten from Goldstone. The lack of an insult. And he just says, yeah, well, whatever. And he throws his bandage to the ground and walks away, rubbing the thing on his hand, which does, in fact, have a dozen glowing bands on it. Cool. Man, I got a nod from Everett. No insult from Goldstone. It's a good night. Meanwhile, let's flash back to Ellie. Ellie, you are dancing with Ray, and it is... Ray is a beautiful dancer. She's wonderful and amazing and graceful. And, you know, sometimes that helps overshadow other people's gracelessness. It doesn't, but you're having a lot of fun. There's no fixing Ellie's dancing. And at one point, Ray is doing an aerial, and you have your hands in the position to make it look like you are helping with the aerial. And I'm Hop- helping. I'm buff. It's 
and Hop just slide. Yeah, your aerials are you just pick her up and then she makes it look good. I like to think that Hopper runs past in the background and then backtracks and like sticks his head in Scooby-Doo style into the frame. And wh- what exactly do you say, Hop? Hey, Ellie, uh, Sophie seems upset about something. You might want to check on her. She wouldn't talk to me about it. Bye. <laughs> Ellie. And then he pops right back out. <laughs> Almost drops Ray, but doesn't. <laughs> and then sets her down carefully. Uh, I really like dancing with you. <laughs> go do your work, Ellie. I'll be back when you're gone. I'm uh, sorry. Go do your work, Ellie. I'll be back when you're done. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. And I want to go try to find Zoe. Okay, so you go and you see Zoe is just hiding behind one of the bleachers, just like, looking, is anyone there? Is anyone there? And she just looks really nervous. Like, there aren't tears yet, but she's very anxious. Zoe? Oh, hi, hi, mom. Hi, uh, what, 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 what's up? Hopper said you were upset. Throwing oh. Hopper under the bus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not upset at all. Well, I don't want to negate what you're saying exactly, but you look very upset. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just a little nervous. Can, can you, can you keep a secret? Yes, I can keep a secret. Oh, okay, okay, good, because... There's something I gotta do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. How dare you? <laughs> and so soon after Sir Kentrum used a, a term that he has no right to. Well, it was Megan's idea, and 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 we're both gonna do it, but I just don't know. I'm just really nervous. You're not into, like, anything sketchy, are you? No, 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 not okay, sketchy okay. at all. I don't know. She says it's going to be a really big deal and everyone's going to notice. And I know she meant that to comfort me because you'll notice. And and so will all my friends and they'll support me. But I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. If you want to keep it a secret, you don't have to tell me what you're going to do. But so yeah, I'm I'm going to be here and you can do it. Thanks, mom. Um, I love you. I love you, too. And she gets really excited and gives you a hug. And then you hear a ding dong, ding dong, or something to signal that you've got probably half an hour in your hour long time limit. And she's like, oh no, no, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm running late. And Okay, uh, good I'll, luck. I'll, thank you. Tell Jesse and Everett that I'm okay. I'm not dead. I'm just going someplace. I'll be back. Bye. And she runs out of the room. Bye. And you just hear like the gymnasium doors just like poof, like open and shut as she just barrels through them. Wait, if she comes back in, is she going to need the brand? Fucking oops. Um, Did I just make you think that? Did you? Were you not thinking that until I, I said it? No. I, I wasn't, and because of the nature of what she's doing, she'll be able to get away without a brand. Okay. Okay, I feel better now. Okay. So, Hop, we're going to go back to you. You and Sarah have set up your stuff. You've set up the glass once Goldstone is left. I'm assuming Sarah's the one with the big glasses on and the earpiece Yeah, I gave the glasses to Sarah. And she loves it. They're huge. She looks like a fucking dork. And where where are you situated in doing your research? I imagine we found, like, if there are little, like, two-person tables on the side of the gym floor, as there often are, we're sitting in one of those, or we're just camped out on the floor. Hopper can sit on the floor. Sarah has a chair. Hopper's fine with the floor. <laughs> Let's say you're you're at one of the tables and you're sitting there and you're doing the investigation. She's just continuously fidgeting with the white noise thing and with the glasses, like changing how focused it is. Yeah. She's just a she's a fidgeter, so she's constantly fidgeting with the two. Like, eh, eh. 
for flavor, did you, uh, this was so long ago, but you were going to have Promboli at prom? Yeah, uh, thank you. That was in my notes and I forgot. Is Hop eating a Promboli? <laughs> he fucking is. He's eating a Promboli. And he's mentally recording the differences and the similarities to Calzoon's and whether he likes the Promboli. How, what's... While he's looking around. What's the verdict on Promboli's? begrudgingly good <laughs> he's a little bit upset that it's not just a calzoon but he's like wow someone is serving a similar food to calzoons here i don't even get similar foods to calzoons so this is a treat so he's 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 happy but he's not happy that he's happy okay and as you're sitting there thinking about prombolis you hear the promboli was originally invented in year y minus 76 by guigi strombol no please <laughs> Ooh, that is a very interesting fact. But, well, eating that and hearing that does not give me any memories of what happened. Yes, and I mean, I, I don't believe I was born by that time, so I wouldn't have any memories from then. And I don't remember. It's too recent past for me to have researched. And you turn over and you see that there is a big tray of all the different types of food. And you see that Sunny and Myra are sampling it while learning facts about each of the food from Cubo on their continuous quest to learn more about themselves and regain their memories. That's cute. Um, Hopper will greet them. So you be like, hi, are you having a good time? Ooh, yes. We're having a very good time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's nice. We're, we're all chaperoning and you see that all of them have the chaperone badges, except for Sunny, who can't. Because she is a ghost. But her gas has made the shape of like a chaperone, uh, like a sash is what I'm thinking. <laughs> sash prone. <laughs> <laughs> We're true, but we've learned a lot of new foods we like, just like, and I'm going to have her do the dialogue at the same time, Calzoons? You've, you've had calzoons? Well, we haven't had them, but Cubo filled us in on the differences between prombolis and calzoons. And calzoons just sound a little bit, I don't know, a little bit nicer and tighter. This is a little sloppy. And you can just see that all over and inside of Sunny is just tomato sauce. Oh, God. I should specify, Hopper's been taking very good care because he's wearing nice clothes. So he's got the fork and knife napkin spiel because they're at a table. But in response to that, he'll go, I agree, I find that this is delicious, but calzoons have a more effective ingredient to dough ratio. And that way you're able to close it a little bit more and making it just, just a nice pocket. It's a nicer, warm, warmer pocket than Bromboli. <laughs> That's true. Being able to just calculate things a little better just leads to more reliable results. But we both know it doesn't always work when you just do calculations. Oh, and Myra turns over to you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. Uh, Simon? Hopper, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, Hopper, this is, uh, Sunny. She is my... We're here together. And Sunny, this is Hopper. It's nice to meet you, Sunny. And he'll extend his hand for a handshake. And Sunny extends her hand and, like, makes the end, like, little icicles so she can shake it. A pleasure to meet you. Um, are these the companions of that adorable couple we've met? Yes, he works with uh, Shock and Misha. Oh, speaking of, I completely forgot to mention. So our investigation is going going very well. I think uh, after the dance, if you all have a moment, I, I think we have a, a breakthrough. I think I think we might be able to help you figure out information about the Apocrypha. But uh, that whole jagged dream thing, how's that coming along? Um, 
Hopper will steal a glance at Sarah. Who is still fidgeting really into it. And then turn back to Myron's son and be like, we're working on it. <laughs> well, that's that's fantastic. I'm afraid we can't be much help, but if there's anything you need, just just let us know. We appreciate all the help that you've given so far. And we'd love to know what else you found out about the Apocrita. Um, but then he's going to turn to Sarah like, hey, hey, Sarah, can you find Shock and Misha on the dance floor? Because Myra and Sonny just referred to them as a couple. And I don't, are they going by a couple now? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah's just going to grimace and say, yeah, yeah, I see him. And she takes off the glasses and the earpiece and she hands it to you and says, I gotta, I gotta go do something. And she leaves. Okay. And we're going to flash back a little bit. So, Ellie, after you're done talking to Zoe, you see Shock and Misha awkwardly standing, holding hands on the edge of the dance floor. They look like they want to go out to do something, but for some reason, they don't have the courage to go out there yet. So what are you going to do? You, you know, you could dance at this dance. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we could dance. That's a thing we can do. Do you want to dance? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm a little uncertain exactly how it works. I was trying to watch some of the other uh, other students and, and... Oh, they're not. They don't know how to dance. <laughs> it, it all seems so disparate. They are all doing different things, so I do not know exactly what is it supposed... How is one supposed to do these movements? If you haven't knocked anybody over, you're not dancing correctly. That sounds very aggressive, Ellie Badge. I do not want to knock Shock over. I mean, it's never really on purpose. It's just like you gotta barge through the crowd. Hmm. Gotta make your own way. I suppose I could investigate more about this matter. I was trying to see if I could understand it just by watching, but I suppose I can look into the data sphere to see what I can find. And I want to just look like best prom dances. All right, you Google your putting into Google best prom dances <laughs> and it's all a bunch of synchronized dances oh yeah it's all like the moments when like the whole dance floor does something together so it's one of those synchronized line dance style things that's very rehearsed mm. oh it is interesting because when I look for it everything looks like all of the people in the dance floor are doing one thing but when I look at it in here it appears if it's just the two individuals usually doing things together uh, well, well, maybe it's okay if we don't know what we're doing. If, if everyone's doing something different, then surely whatever we do will be nice, I, as long as you're having fun. Oh, yeah, certainly. I am having a lot of fun just being with you, Shock. But I guess Shock will start, like, eating me shout onto the dance floor. Ellie calls after them as Shock leads Misha out. You can touch a little bit, but leave room for Calibol! <laughs> I am not entirely certain if all of this advice is particularly relevant to us, Misha Jarvis. It appears that there are several things contradicting. Also, I do not know what leaving a room is for Calibel. Maybe that is a sort of dance move, but... I believe it's an ancient historical figure, but I'm not entirely certain how we would leave room for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard him from when we saw the musical, but I mean, I suppose there is a number where things happen in a room in that musical. Are we supposed to dance to that song? Perhaps. <laughs> Do you remember the tune of that song, Misha Jarvis? Will you play it for me? I, I, I believe I could remember it. I think it goes like this, and Misha's gonna start humming it while moving along and like try to lead shock while dancing to the song. Like they're gonna be humming while moving. But as they start humming, 
shop will go. No, I, I think it was a bit more like this. And start doing a different, like, mm-mm. <laughs> beep, boop, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so you two are having conflicting dance beats and conflicting dances as you just kind of keep colliding into each other on the dance floor, stepping on each other's feet, awkwardly moving around. Both of you are doing different tunes than the other, and neither of you are following the tune everyone else is. But it's undeniable that you're having a ball. Yeah, like I want to say, like, add, add, like I don't know, some moves that shock does. Misha's gonna, like, clap or, like, you know, <laughs> it's like, a, like, oh, I love that shock! And then Misha is gonna, like, try and do something different, and, like, they're just going to start. It's like a same reaction in the same time. <laughs> We're gonna do something fun. The other same like claps and little like exclamation points come up, and they make those weird noises like ah rah rah. And meanwhile, Ellie, uh, what what are you doing as you watch them dance? Thinking, wow, they make me feel like such a good dancer. <laughs> it's 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 cute. <laughs> She's proud of the babies. She's happy for them. It's a little weird. But, like, she's and, happy enough for them. And you hear a voice next to you. <clears throat> hey! Ellie turns over. H- hi. Hi. Sarah is looking forward, her arms crossed, and not looking at you. You know, I, um, uh, it took me a while to figure out why you didn't come back. You know, I just thought that was weird. That's strange. She seems to care and then suddenly disappears. And you know, you know what I, what I ended up figuring out? So I ended up figuring out that, uh, well, again, it made no sense. She cared and she never left. So clearly she never cared at all. And so, and so I carry that for, for, for 15 years. But then suddenly after 10 years, we start hearing of this lady who starts clearing out camps during my cousin's coup. And, and you know, we, we, we looked for you. Anna and I, we, and she pulls out the little glass orb that you can use to find people. You know, we, we did this. Finds anyone who wants to be found. And, and then you show up five years later. And you start acting like, like, like you care again. I, listen, I just can't pretend that something like that is real. I, I, I can't buy it. I have to go with what I see and what I, what I, what I experience. Practice by doing. That kid, Zoe, she says you're her mom? Yeah, she, she found me eight days ago. Uh, I didn't realize that... Vasilman, um, I didn't know she existed. Well, you, you've been doing real good with her. She talks about you a lot, and she points to the, the shot glass and points to her eyes, and she says, and I, uh, I saw you talking with her just a few seconds ago. She really loves you. Your whole group really loves you, and, and my mom... Listen, I can't pretend that I'm going to be able to forgive you now. I can't pretend that's something I'm ever going to be able to do. I know, and I'm not going to ask you to. I... I'm sorry. And then Ellie's going to pull out of her pocket the jar of olives and stick her arm out to Sarah and not look at her because she's she doesn't want to see if Sarah rejects it. <laughs> to this side... Acting like I'm so easily bribed. Well, I am. She grabs the olives and opens the jar. You got a truce for right now? 
Yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay. And she starts wheeling back to Hopper. And you just see her yell, wave her hand as she's going away. And she just adds, by the way, you hurt my mom, you're dead. (laughs) Oh, no. So during this time, Shock and Misha have been having their adorable dance, not dance. And it's not just not a dance because they're not very good at it. It's not a dance because it's partially a ruse. Shock and Misha, you went onto that dance floor in order to help find out who Ezra is. What is your plan to knock off more suspects? Well, I don't know if this can work. I have a question that I probably should have asked before. Are there any like cameras or something in the dance floor or some sort of like like security cameras or something like for, you know, if they want to like Yeah, it's the prodigious. There are security cameras all over the place. Okay, because I have a thing that I realized I had it like a session ago and I was like, oh shit, I could have been using this, but I never did. It's called that Datasphere Spy and it says, uh, by exploiting your connection to the right data sphere, you can attempt to route your senses through it Whoa. and look out through devices also connected to it up to a long distance away. Power. For up to, I know, I, I should have realized I had this earlier. For up to 10 minutes, you can see and hear through those devices using their senses as if they were your own. So I was uh, wondering if I could spend three intellect to kind of try and see through those cameras in the, in the um, dance floor and see if I could see anybody that may not have the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you go to take over the cameras on the dance floor. Your powers kind of emanate from you. Shock, Misha's eye glows, but Misha almost starts to go stiff a little bit, as if they have less control over their own own body. See, I was afraid of this. It's fine. Shock will cradle their body gently to keep it from falling. <laughs> and meanwhile, Misha, you spread like mist to the different cameras. And suddenly, something is stopping you from getting into the cameras. You feel something pushing back. And I need you to roll it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to spend one level of effort for this. Yeah. 18. How do you try the push through, Misha? Uh, I just, I just want to say that, like, maybe Misha at, feels, feels, at first feels that barrier, but then they are just, like, too determined and they're, like, still kind of upset about what happened the other night. That they're just gonna just keep getting that, like, determination of, like, no, this is not happening again to just break it. Okay. You push and you push and you push and it does not budge and it seems to budge a little bit, but it pushes back at you. Yeah. And then suddenly you're in. It feels less like you push through and more like if you're doing an arm wrestling match, the other person just gave up. Oh, wow. Okay. And so you see a lot of things in the security cameras. You see Hop and Sarah doing more investigating. You see Vera standing in the corner, her arms crossed with the chaperone sash, very patiently waiting for the hour to wrap up. You see more students coming in and you're able to cross off Anine, 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 Anine. In fact, you're able to cross off all the Anines except for the one who was talking to Kentrum. And you see next to Shock, Vespari. Fucking God. And the blue fairy. Okay. And shock. What you notice is on your end, you saw the cameras start to shake a little bit as if there was a force acting on them. And then you just hear a little <coughs> from the blue fairy as she just coughs and pointedly looks at the cameras, which suddenly went still, which is when Misha took over. Meanwhile, Vespari says, Ah, yes, my friend Shock, Wizard of the East. Are you enjoying the festivities? Oh, hello, Vespari. Uh, yes. 
my companion and I have been enjoying this this human ritual. I am glad you are enjoying it. I, in fact, am here with my companion. And he points to the blue fairy. You have seen my assistant during the performances. Well, she thought it would be enjoyable to take some time at the dance, and I really thought it would as well. In fact, I was so excited at her behest, I just added on even more tags. And you can see his arms are just filled with the Easy Life brand. No. Oh my god, Vispari, no! Oh my god. What? Oh. Why? No! Well, the Spari's gonna die! Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Shock looks at Vespari with just a widening horror at the brands, but then also says, Yes, we have met your assistant before. And then Shock will turn to the Blue Fairy and says, I was happy to loan you something the other day, but I think I'm going to be needing that back soon. If you have it with you, I, I wouldn't mind getting that back now. <laughs> I love it. She looks at you. Her eyes drift over very pointedly to Vera. She just looks back at you, smiles, winks, and walks away. Is Vera holding the staff? Vera is not. What was that? What did that mean? I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And Vespari just says, and off she goes again. Vespari. No independence is good in assistance. <laughs> Vespari, your assistant is one of the leaders of the Jagged Dream. Yes, she's one of the... Assistants of the... He just actually, like, let's go of Misha to just <laughs> stuff his hands over Vespari's mouth. Shh, we're here to stop them. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> Be on your guard. Mm -mm -mm -mm. He won't want to say anything. Is avoid for saying too much, so he'll just nod his head. You, you can talk still. Just, just be careful around her. Okay, I appreciate your efforts, very good friend. Um, Misha, was there anything else you wanted to do in the cameras? Um, I wanted to see if I could spot Megan anywhere. Okay, and you took over the cameras in the gymnasium, right? The gymatorium. Yeah, yeah, like where everybody is. And the gymatorium. Yeah. You see Megan standing behind the stage, holding one of her tubas, and she seems to be looking around for somebody. Uh, um, can I see if she has any marks on those hands that are holding the tuba? You cannot. Okay. They are masked by the tuba itself. My god. She, she nervous plays, so she's anxiously playing the tuba. And in fact, you can hear on your Misha side, on your body side, that that's coming from behind the stage. Okay. And it's at that point that another bell rings, indicating that it's time for the intro song and introducing the prologarchy. And Vespari says, Ah, yes! It's time for the festivities to truly begin. And he points to Misha's hat, including that prologarchy, I believe. Amita Georgedis, I believe you're supposed to be up there. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it may be best not to question this part of it, Misha. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Um, and then I guess, I don't know how it works. I guess, I guess since I saw all of, I wanted to see from the cameras, Misha will disconnect from that and be like, I guess I will go up there. And Shock will do like an arm touch and say, you don't have to if you don't want to. Would that help us find 
you know. And then through the mental link, you say Ezra, because just they still don't trust this part a thousand percent. Did you see anyone who was up on the stage or near it? Uh, Megan seemed to be behind the stage playing her tuba. However, I was not able to see if she had any markings on her flippers. You also saw Sir Kentrum mm. and an Anine setting up something atop the banister, but you couldn't see what. Uh, Misha was like, I also was able to discard 798 anines. <laughs> but where was the last one? Well, that anine was with Sir Kentrum. <laughs> they were doing something very strange. I was not able to tell exactly what it was or if he had the mark. Do you know which part of the room they're in? You can try to see Megan's hands more closely on the stage, and I can try to find out what the two of them are up to. It is true. I suppose I will head to the stage to look at Megan's hand, and I don't remember where Sir Kentrum was, Kyle, so you... Uh, let's say Sir Kentrum was on the banisters. Above. Oh yeah, you did. Okay, so Misha will uh, say yeah, that. Yeah, just with a bucket above a prom. Yes, co correct. Oh yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be there. That's gonna be fun. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. That's fine. So that's where Shock's going. <laughs> okay. Sure. Go there, my sweet boy. <laughs> so Vespari, Misha heads off to the stage, and Misha, you're gonna be sat at the banquet table and be like, "All right, this is your seat," and they'll start setting you down to your proper position. Meanwhile, Vespari has run off to meet with the Blue Fairy because, as he uh, states, this is gonna be the big song where everybody dances with who they came with, except for the proligarchy people. <laughs> proligarchy people uh, dance with each other. Oh, what? <laughs> Rude. That's weird. It is a royal court thing, though. If you get elected prom whatever and your date is not elected corresponding prom whatever, you dance with whoever was elected that for that dance. Oh, that's rude. And as everyone takes their positions, because we've got about five minutes left, Lowell just stands there and says, well, and he extends his hand. Would you like to go to the prom de plume dance with me? So Shock is storming up to the banisters. I don't I don't know the exact layout, but presumably there's a physical way to get up there if, if Kentrum did, and Shock is taking that route. Yeah, alright, you're taking your route. Uh let's just say it's it's kind of like behind stage and you just gotta go up like a staircase right next yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. While Shock is heading backstage and, and heading up the stairs, he without quite turning, like will sort of stage whisper back at, at Lowell. What 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 is your deal? You vanish right as I was starting to trust you, and then really bad things happen because of the apocrita, and then you come back now as if nothing's wrong. Do you do you remember anything from this? Do you, do you think you can try to win me over again after all this time? Like win you over? What the what the hell's your problem? I'm I'm just trying to help. That's what I did in in. Uh... Where were you for almost a week? someplace else why does it ma why does it matter where i was where i'm here to help you now why don't you want to tell me about that people are people might be dead right now and i don't know if it was you or if it's just some lingering effect in my body people aren't and he like kind of starts walking in front of you pretty upset like i don't know what you're insinuating but i don't kill people the apocrypha could follow us follow me and i don't know if that's you or if there's something else but when you vanished after that, it kind of felt like a pretty clear implication. I don't know what you're suggesting, but but how, how do I know I, I'm, I'm supposed to be able to trust you, huh, pal? How am I supposed to know that? You know, you're not the only one with trust issues. I trust you because I want to. Are you going to give me that same benefit of the doubt, or what, what, what do you need? What do you need to know that I'm on your side? What happened for that week while you were away? 
Did you not want to see me? No, of course I wanted to see you. And I'm going to say you're standing outside of the door. Mm -hmm. And he'll just say, listen, fine. When this whole thing, and he points around to the prodigious, when this thing with your jagged dream is done, because it's a little urgent, I don't want to alarm you. When this whole thing is done, I'll, I'll tell you everything, okay? Deal. And Shock will open the door and stride through. And I assume, well, no, no, describe it first, and then I'll say what Shock shouts as he, as he bursts through. You know what you see. You see Anine and Sir Kentrum just standing there with a bucket full of uh, something inside of it, just like precariously placing it. And we can see Misha beneath them being led by the hand to their seat, which is conveniently right beneath the bucket. It is yep, conveniently yep. right beneath oh boy. the bucket. We got, we got ourselves a good old Stephen King novel here. Anyway, Shock is going to burst through and say, Kentrum. Hey, pal, what are you doing here? And he's going to hold up, he's going to hold up a hand and start slowly walking towards, walking towards Kentrum and say, Kentrum, are you going to leave me hanging, bro? <laughs> he raises his hand. Of course not, bro. And I need you to roll speed defense. Oh, what the shit? This is more extreme than I expected. <laughs> what if I were to use my Lowell lift in this moment? Is that a possibility? That's a possibility. So what did you roll? I rolled a six. Okay, and how do you want Lowell to help you? Well, it might be best if I if I comprehend what is hurtling at me, like what is the speed defense roll against? So Sir Kentrum takes his hand grabs your arm, puts it behind your back, and pins you against the railing. Holy shit! Oh, this wasn't the plan. <laughs> and he turns over to the Anean, who you can now visibly see has the brands of line, so you can see he has the Easy Life brand on him. Uh-huh. And he says, drop the bucket, Jerry! Jerry! You motherfucker. Uh, so yes, in that moment, Lowell and Shock are going to share a look, and using the mental communication, I want to, at the very least, give like a split-second impression of Lowell pushing Shock to like break free of it, potentially out into the open air. And he's just gonna say, I can't do that, man! He's too strong! And meanwhile, Sir Kentrum has been pinned and says, Listen, man! I know you got feelings for that monster, but the world's gotta understand what kind of monster they are! They just need a little push. All right, fuck this. I would like to far step just myself to that Anine and Buckets, if that is if that is a doable thing. Yeah, you blip out of Sir Kentrum who bangs against the bar, and you get to the bucket, and what do you want to do? I want to grab that bucket and fling it onto Kentrum. Nice. <laughs> Roll me whatever you would use for throwing. Speed. Speed. Yeah. Come on. Heart of Oh, 14? The bucket spirals out of Jerry's hand, hits Sir Kentrum in the head, and you just see red juices just spill all over him. And he just says, what the hell, man? That was the only bucket I had. And Shock is not going to waste any time and is instead going to, like, go immediately for a glove. So you go, you pull off one of his gloves don't see the brand. There's another glove, though. But you do see a fist, and I need you to roll speed defense. All right, and to specify, this was the dominant hand, right? Uh, yeah. Well, the hand you thought was the dominant hand, so his right hand. <sighs> <sighs> mm. 
This is six. Take five might damage. Ah! <laughs> That's fine. That's over half your damage. Like, who who even fucking cares about <laughs> boss fights? Who even fucking cares <laughs> about actual combat? Who cares? And you just see the fist clench and knock you right in the face. And he says, come on, stop it. That was the only bucket I had, okay? Not worth getting our faces messed up for it. You win, all right? Is that what you want to hear? Ugh. Ah, this is all gross. And he starts taking off his other glove and starts like w- like fanning it out a little bit. Is there is there another is is there anything on the other hand? Actually, no, no. He'll say, "Show me your other hand." What you want? You're a strange guy, pal. What you want to punch from this one too? And he pulls up his other hand, and you can see a dozen lines of light on it. No, I, I think we're done here. And Shock starts walking away. And so we're back to where we began. You hear an announcement start to play announcement music, and you hear uh, over the loudspeakers, Hey kids, time for the performances to start! Get on the floor, get your partner, and get ready for the dance of a lifetime! Misha, you're just sitting there anxious in your seat. You're looking around, trying to, like, see if you can see Megan through the, uh, curtains. Mm-hmm, yeah. You haven't been able to move because people have been just fussing over you since you got there. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ellie, you and Ray, what have you been up to? Um, probably investigating and... Ray flirting and Ellie trying to flirt. So you two have been flirting, but Ray gets a little anxious upon hearing that and says, well, I I guess we've run out our time. Only thing left to do is dance. And meanwhile, Hop, you and Sarah are just tuning in on everything. Yeah, we're not we're not on the dance floor. We don't go. And and shock, you do notice one thing as you make your way down. So you make your way down and you go back onto the floor. And you just see down the end of the hall, Vera, who looks at you and then rounds one of the corners. Shock is over the mental link going to say to Misha, I confirmed that Sir Cantrum and Velastinine both have brands. I still need to check Megan. I'm, I feel like we've checked most of the other people here at this dance. Vera just snuck out. I'm going to follow her and see what she does. Understood. I am trying to get a better line of vision of Megan, but it is a little bit hard to move here. There's a lot of people. I will I will keep you posted. Okay. I'll see you soon. And Shock will start following the direction that Vera went in. See you also. So Shock follows Vera out of the hallway, into the courtyard, and starts making his way up to the observatory. Ray and Ellie are dancing, trying to enjoy it as best they can. Ellie's trying to keep her claws in her hands. She's very on edge. Hop and Sarah. You might get a little bit of a nervous glance from Hop, but Sarah is as focused as ever as she is on what's going on. Hop's nervous, but he's high alert. And Misha, you are looking back at the curtains as they open up behind you. And Megan steps forward, and Zoe steps forward. And they play the first student perform song of the evening.
gone searching for that someone Furtive glance, now I advance. Take my chance, change is coming this way. Right now, today, face it, don't hide. Always, I look to the sun, it's past time to run. Megan and Zoe's song feels like it goes on forever. Some wish it could. With so much anxiety and so much uncertainty about the changes the future will bring, how could someone not savor a quiet moment with friends? But, as all moments do, the song eventually ends to thunderous applause. And as Zoe and Megan take their bows, Zoe red with embarrassment but beaming all the same, Megan's hand, which had previously been hidden by the tuba, falls to her side. And that's when you see the brand. Megan is not Ezra. In fact, so far as you can tell, every human, animal, and visitant on the prodigious is wearing an easy life brand. That's how he can never leave it to chance. That's how he couldn't... Ah! Because if Virgul gives the announcements every day, then we have to interact with Virgul no matter who we interact with. <laughs> so the end of the episode is going to be you yelling Virgul is Ezra, but the post-credits, do you want to hear all my clues? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, when Virgul was first introduced, he insisted his name was Virgil, despite that acronym not fitting his name, which Kubo pointed out. So he got his name wrong the first time you talked to him, which wouldn't make sense unless he was someone undercover as Virgul. Virgul has been showing operating cameras three times, once when laughing at Ellie, once when yelling at a student about Waypal, and once during the Salt and Pepper rally. So we know he operates the cameras. Now, the thing about those cameras is they stopped Misha from getting in, and they also mysteriously activated right before Hop had his chase with Cecilos that resulted in the guards being called. Ezra's tattoo is on the prodigious itself. Virgul is the only suspect hooked into the ship. It doesn't make sense for that thing to be there unless the ship itself is using it, which Virgul is a robot connected to it. 
Ezra is described as coarse but affable. You haven't seen the affable side of of, uh, Virgule, but very coarse in how he speaks. And finally, and this was the one I thought was going to give it away, Shock, when Ezra had taken over Misha, had yelled out using his machine link and had heard laughter as a response. Shock's machine link only works with machines. So there's only one suspect who could have heard Shock yelling at Ezra and only one suspect who could have laughed at him. I'm so fucking angry because the second we were like, so Ezra is the ship, we were like, it it couldn't just be Virgule. That would be too obvious, right? (laughs) Fuck you. Isn't it great that we started the session with globy Virgule images? Christ. Oh, he looks so cute in the little hat, though. Why is why is this last one buff, Tom? I don't know. Why is he buff? I don't know. 